Good evening and good morning, everyone. Welcome to Breaking the Norm. I'm so glad you joined us today. A Breaking the Norm presented by, for now 12 years running, since day one, truckmovers.com has been taking care of us. Incredible partner that keeps this engine running. It's one truck. It's a fleet of thousands of used equipment or new finished vehicles right off the factory floor. They've got the capacity to get it done safely and efficiently. So for a free quote, call 816-861-5444. They, they can track your vehicles online with the real-time reports, the metrics keeping you informed. Nobody moves more trucks, and nobody moves them better than truckmovers.com. So I have the honor of, many of you know that listen to uh, Breaking the Norm here, that uh, I'm, I'm a music fan, I'm a movie fan, um, I'm all kinds of that kind of stuff, and, and I have this incredible fascination I, you can call it envy and jealousy of people that can act and sing. You know, being a, a former Olympic gold medalist and a Major League Baseball player, um, I've met so many people that are are singers and performers and actors that, man, I would love to be a professional athlete. But then you talked about all of us that are former athletes. And, man, would it be great? Give me five seconds of a good voice. And the only thing missing in my life from doing that is those five seconds because it's never ever happened. But we really have an incredible and special guest today. Um, she's a Broadway star. and She's been nominated for two Tonys. Okay, She's a singer, a songwriter, a TV, film actr- TV and film actress. Um, she teaches master classes. She does private coaching. Um, there's a lot going on. So I told her, I warned her that she's going to have to sit there and just wear this introduction. But I'm telling you, once you find out who our guest is, you're going to realize how much she deserves this. So back when she was 21 years old, she won NBC's Grease, You're the One That I Want competition. Okay, And so from that, she won the role of Sandy on Broadway's Grease, again, age 21. Okay, And uh, some other Broadway roles, um, Nellie Forbush in South Pacific, Hope Harcourt in Anything Goes, Bonnie Parker and Bonnie and Clyde, she won a Tony Nom for that. Um, Cinderella, Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, a Tony nomination for that. Uh, Julia Trojan in Bandstand. She's been in many Hallmark movies uh, like Christmas in Tahoe, Raise a Glass to Love, One Royal Holiday. On TV, you can find her in Dynasty, Elementary. Um, I'm telling you, she has a powerful soprano voice. She performs around the world. She has two solo albums, Dream a Little Dream, If I Tell You, and I think there's more to that as well. And she has a new EP that came out, and it was just not too long ago in October, called On the Other Side. And when I was doing research uh, to have her on the show, um, so I went to the website, which is, and this is her name, LauraOsnes.com. It's Laura, and then O-S-N-E-S.com. And I just listened. And so I'm trying to get all this done, and as I'm listening, I find myself, I had been buried in this for like 30 minutes, and I was listening to this EP over and over again because I got caught up in this incredible voice. Um, she's performed at Carnegie Hall, Lincoln Center, again, around the world. An amazing voice, and I'll end with this. In, in listening to interviews and, and seeing her and, and some of the highlights of her TV work and her singing work and her EP, it's not just the amazing voice. Um, she has a comedic joyful talent and tone to her her speaking voice her acting and again that beautiful voice laura osnes is our guest well laura i don't know can you take much more do you want me to go on no i'm blushing beyond belief les (laughs) thank you for that introduction and i'm so honored to be here thank you for having me absolutely so uh before we even begin um 
all this stuff going on, this is kind of a whirlwind. And I know, you know, 2020, there was the COVID thing. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later on. But, uh, you know, you've got you're married to, to Nathan Johnson, uh, an actor as well. Yep. And um, yeah. And now you guys have kids, right? We don't have. Kids, no, you don't actually. have kids we've yet. OK. Married. This May will be our 16 year wedding anniversary. So okay. We've been married a very long time. But our lifestyle in New York, we never quite saw it. And I yeah. think now that we're in Tennessee, maybe that is something that will be on the horizon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. So listen, um, that that's great. And you know what? You're right. I mean. You guys, I mean, Hollywood and New York and Nashville, I mean, there's a lot going on, and I can't imagine, I can't imagine that would be really tough to do. And so, uh, so what's going on in your life right now? I mean, uh, you had the EP come out in October. What are you working on? What's going on? Where can people find you? Yeah, thanks for asking. So um, my husband, after spending like 15 years in New York, my husband and I moved to Nashville last year, uh-huh. and we'll get into that. But I've, we've absolutely loved it. We felt um, just very welcomed here with open arms. People are so kind here, and there's still, what's great about Nashville is that it's music city. There's still so much music and culture and right. um, artistry happening here, but it's, there's also just a piece. Um, we live in a town called Franklin. It's about 25 minutes yeah. south of Nashville, and it's absolutely adorable. I actually feel like I'm living in a real-life Hallmark town. Um, but I am songwriting, um, kind of switching gears, hoping to do some TV film uh, work this year as well. And then I'm doing a residency show downtown um, Nashville. It's called Shiners, and it's kind of the first of its kind, like Cirque du Soleil nightlife comedy spectacle show. And uh, it's really fun, unlike anything I've ever done before. Oh, that's exciting. And I know that when you do this and you get something new and you get to stretch yourself, it's very, very cool, very, very exciting. So one question I have for you, maybe you can help me, maybe you can't. Every year, my bride and my two sons drive to Florida from Kansas City to go spend about seven to ten days over Christmas with my mom and dad-in-law. They're wonderful, amazing people. Love them to death. But no matter what time of day, every year we schedule at different times to leave so we can go through Nashville on a weekend when it's not rush hour, and I've yet to nail it. It is always busy. Can you do anything for me about this traffic in Nashville? (laughs) That is actually one of the biggest problems Nashville is facing. It's becoming um, a very uh, hot-ticket place to visit as well as move to. Um, it's, it's becoming a very popular city. So, you know, to be honest, I don't I don't know if I can help you with that. You might have to, like, either go around the city or plan to, like, come in when traffic is there and, like, hang out for dinner and then leave leave after traffic. I would say, like, a lot of times, you know, I go, I go downtown for work every weekend night, mm-hmm. and I have found we, we used to do 730 shows, and I would get stuck in traffic on my way to the theater leaving around 6. But now that I leave around 6, Seven. I'm post most of the most of the traffic, so I would say maybe trying to go through a little later would be better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I should. It, it's my fault for not flying. I mean, I could be there instead of a 19-hour drive. I guess I could be there in you know a couple hours into Florida. So it's on me, just a complainer in me, I guess. But yeah, but it's, you know, the road trip make good family memories. I'm sure, for better or for worse. <laughs> they they do. Yeah. Um. You know, they they started when my son was 10. Now he's 21, and my other son is 18. Wow. So yeah, we've had a bunch, and those are fun. And they still to this day love going through and seeing the Batman building. They still call it because they called that when they were little kids. But regardless That's of that, really- if you can't help me out with traffic, I'll just fly. I guess. So you know, I guess you can't uh- do everything. You can do almost everything. So that's okay. Exactly. I I suppose if that's if that's the main problem in Asheville, then you know, things could be worse. Awesome. So um, I've got 
you're going to find out, because it's the first time we've got to talk, you're going to find out that every once in a while, I am going to integrate a deep thought question in there. And we're going to start. I I know. I I figured you would. I, I could see that about you in doing my research. So... Laura Osnes is our guest. And so, Laura, when when you sing, I mean, I get lost in your voice. It is so beautiful and so strong oh. and amazing. And if anybody is a fan of of just strong, beautiful singing and, you know, when 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 you find someone like Laura Osnes that you listen to her sing and it draws emotions out of you, it takes you to a place of your childhood. It takes you to a place of. Uh, a good time or how you got through a breakup or anything like that. It, it, mm-hmm. it just, it's such a joyful thing. And, and I, that's a, a big compliment. I hope that you'll take from me that um, I get lost in music and I love to get lost in music, but often we don't ask, okay, that person with all that talent makes us feel this way. Let me turn that script on you a little bit, Laura. How does it make you feel? Um, you've been gifted with such an amazing voice. What does it feel like for you when you're able to sing? Hmm. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's, it is a very loaded and deep question, but I do feel like I'm singing almost before I could talk. And I feel like that is, um, you're right. Been been a gift that I've had that, um, I love to get to share. It's something that always came very naturally to me. And although I have taken voice lessons over the years, I kind of feel like I was, like God gave me the voice that I have. And I always gravitated towards theater because I loved storytelling mm-hmm. and getting to not just sing for for the sake of singing um, and making music, but to also tell a story and, you're right, evoke an emotion in whoever might be listening or, um, you know, in, inspire someone or challenge or encourage someone instead of just entertain. And there's value to both, but that's what I really love about bringing as you said, the acting and singing kind of together. Um, and that's where that's where I really gravitated toward musical theater. And then this whole last year and since COVID has hit and kind of did a number on that, on the live entertainment industry, sure, sure. I've, I've been kind of reestablishing and re-identifying my, myself and my voice and figuring out how to be behind a microphone as well and being recording and writing my own music for the first time instead of just bringing other characters to life. And that's been a really exciting challenge. Um, but singing has always been a form of expression for me, a form of joy for me. Um, it's, it is a gift that I love to use and um, as a result, inspire other people. So what you mentioned challenge. So what what's different about this and the challenging side of, of, of writing your own stuff and putting that from computer to paper, we say paper, but you're typing or whatever you're doing. I mean, most people write music yeah. too, but what's that transition like for you now? Yeah, well, it's very vulnerable writing your own mm. material and sharing your own heart. And I've spent my entire life bringing someone else's words to life and lending my voice to a character and stepping into someone else's shoes. And now for the first time this last year, I'm finally telling my story and sharing my heart. Good for you. Um, And it's, (laughs) thank you. It's a, it's a very scary thing, but it's also a very rewarding thing. And you realize that some of the most um, successful and accomplished artists are ones that write about the hard things that they go through. Like, yes, there are, you know, it's like, let's write about love. Let's write about good things. Let's write, you know, put positivity out into the world as well. And all for that. And I hope my music does that for people. But um, there's also such a value on just writing truth 
and being truthful in what you're saying. And that no matter what, if you're truthful, that is going that song is going to be for somebody. Mm. Somebody has gone through something similar or somebody needs to hear um, those lyrics. And so I, my goal has been to write from a truthful place um, in hopes that the people that need to hear it will hear it. Yeah, that is professional and personal integrity when you write from that place. So I want to say thank you for doing that because uh, that, that approach, Laura, as you know, you know, you talked about how it, it could make someone get through a particular time in their life. But we all, as human beings, go back to what was it like when I was in high school at this time? Or what was it like when I lost a loved one during this time? Or um, a, a wonderful, happy time at this stage of my life or something like that. And right. as a performer, uh, you get to be a, that person and that voice and that talent that will bring those memories back and keep them alive. And that is really both an amazing calling, but also uh, not everybody sticks with that, and you have, and yet you recognize that too. So there's humility and integrity in that, and thank you for doing that. That's that's wonderful. Thank. I mean, thanks for acknowledging that. And like yeah. my musical theater voice is what I've used my whole life. You mm-hmm. know, there's there's a purity and there's um, yeah, good a word. strength, as you said, being on stage, singing on stage, and the the roles that I got to play. Um, you know, my voice really lent themselves to that. But now figuring out, like, what is Laura's voice and who am I in, like, a contemporary commercial music space instead of just a theatrical space. So that's where the challenges come into place, too, where it is very humbling going, like, I have I've become a professional in the musical theater singing realm, but, like, now when I'm just trying to be me and write songs that you could hear on the radio instead of on a cast album, it requires a different style of singing. And it's yeah. been cool as an artist to... Um, not only find this new side of my voice and my vocal quality, while also finding my voice and my writing style and what I want to say as a human. It's, it's very cool. That I've is grown cool. a lot. <laughs> and what I want people to understand, too, is that, uh, again, my talents are different. My giftedness from God is different. And so as an athlete, you go out and you play. And say you have a good game, whatever sport you're in. Mine was baseball, obviously. But if it was no matter whatever right. sport, what the people don't see, they'll cheer for you when you have successes. They may not cheer for you when you don't. But regardless of that, what they don't see is the hours of preparation, the lack of sleep, the dedication, the pain you go through, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, all those things. And as a performer and what you're talking about, they don't see the sing it out, the the hours in studio, the edits and edits and edits. And then the days where, you know, I'd had days where I'd go, oh, for four with four strikeouts or something and you put that into maybe your terms you could sing all day just maybe your voice isn't there maybe the writing's just not coming to you that day or something like that people just think that oh well oh people like laura osnes you know she's just got a great voice and she can just write something down on paper and it's going to be a hit it doesn't work that way there's a lot of work and trial and error that goes into it right absolutely oh my gosh i'm and as you're telling your stories i'm like yes like that's it. You do, they don't see the rejection. They only yeah. see the wins and the and the, <laughs> and the positivity, the, the easy parts. And it mm. was it was very scary for me to start writing because, as we said, it's a very vulnerable thing. But I had never done it before in my entire life. I've lived you know thirty some odd years never doing that and and learning how to. I've been, I was paired with some amazing songwriters who really kind of held my hand and are teaching me how to fly. I still wouldn't say I'm a you know, a pro at it. I still have so much to learn um, in that realm. But 
um, I have felt encouraged and and lifted through that. But it's I was pretty resistant to it for a while because I felt like an old dog trying to learn a new trick. <laughs> and the the only way you can really grow is by stepping outside your comfort zone. Yeah. And uh, you find that it's actually quite rewarding if you have the courage to be able to try. Yes, that's so good. And I, I was just this week. I've been reminding my sons of this lesson. I've been telling them, but now that they're getting ready to go out into the world and do their own thing, don't make the mistake to think that courage is the is the absence of fear. Courage is the ability to, to fight and move forward in spite of your fear and learning how to deal with that. So we're all scared of something. 100%. Yeah, go ahead. No, I just said 100%. That is, that's so good. Question for you before we take our first break. How many times, because I, I want this to encourage people out there that, that might be fearful or that struggle with, well, somebody might say no, and so that keeps them from trying. You may not be able to come with an exact number, but how many times have you heard the word no in a career like yours? Oh, yeah, no, I don't have a number for you. <laughs> like, I didn't the majority think so. is no. <laughs> yeah, the, the majority is no, especially in the musical theater world. You know, you audition for things constantly. You're always auditioning and, and trying to book the next job. We're always looking for our next job. Um, and it's you have to learn to not take that personally. You have to know deep down in your in the core of your being who you are and so um, not base your worth and value off of the yeses that come or the likes or the affirmation because um, there's there's a lot of rejection I think in in this industry in particular, um, and you just have as long as you feel called to it and you have that gift you need to share. It's it's a career of endurance and continuing to press on. Mm, that's so good. You just taught a master class here. I feel like I should send you the check somewhere. I mean, I didn't even sign up for it. <laughs> so, um, would you would you say that is is a good word? It, the word grind have you have you had to grind every now and then because you i mean we're always we're a brand but we're always rebranding we're always uh refreshing the brand and tweaking it here and there but but it is a grind when you're when you're trying to do your own thing and get it out there isn't it yes definitely i think you know my the time i spent in new york in my 20s was definitely a grind and that's actually a season of saying yes to anything that comes your way and just showing up working hard and establishing a reputation and, and living that grind. I feel like, um, you know, our priorities all kind of shifted during COVID when we were all forced to kind of take a step back as the world stopped. And I think uh, some of that was healthy. Um, I think, you know, a, a, having a strong work ethic is still very, very valuable. And I'm learning what the grind, what the quote grind is in the music industry and artist industry here in Nashville, but it's different than the grind that I faced in New York. And my priorities have shifted in such a way now that like, I still want to work really hard and, and get on the grind or, and be willing to, um, you know, have seasons of, of digging into that grind, but not feeling like I'm on the hamster wheel 24 sure, seven and sure. just running. And in a season where I'm, I value peace as well and I value other things in life and I think having a balance and finding that is very important. That's good. I love it. You used the key word that we're going to I'm going to start the next segment with this key word. You'd mentioned the word 
reputation. And, and, and I'm going to go there because, uh-huh. I'll, yes, I think you might know, but I, I, I'm going to tease this a little bit. Our guest is Laura Osnes. She's a, a Broadway star, singer, songwriter, TV and film actress. Um, she's a solo singer as well. Um, she's got a new EP on the other side. Go to lauraosnes.com. You can find her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify. If you put her name in there, you're going to find her. And I'm telling you, if you've never heard her sing before, wow, get ready. Put a seatbelt on wherever you're at. Just don't be driving and getting on your computer or phone. But if you go somewhere and you're going to go to that website and you're going to listen, be prepared to be taken somewhere else. And who doesn't want to do that sometimes? But um, the amazing, mm-hmm. talented actress, performer, singer, you name it, uh, TV, movies, and she's got uh, she's starting to write differently. She's got her, her own now. Instead of kind of that performance theatrical voice she sings, now she's writing her own. And it's the time to be transparent and vulnerable was the word she used. And those are my favorite type of performers. So, Laura, thanks for being that mm-hmm. person and sharing it with us today. And thanks for being here today. This is exciting. So we're going to come back and talk about that reputation. You going to be ready for that? Yes. Thanks, Les. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll be right back with more Breaking the Norm. Welcome back into the show. You are dialed in to Breaking the Norm. I'm your host, Les Norman. My guest is Laura Osnes. She is a Broadway star. She's been, uh, let me me say that again, nominated. Sometimes my tongue just does things it wants to do. Nominated for two Tonys, uh, one for her role as Bonnie Parker and Bonnie and Clyde, uh, Roger and Hammerstein's Cinderella, uh, she she won way back when she was 21, maybe only four or five years ago. Not way back. See, Laura, I want to make sure I, you know. Right. Yeah, we got to pull that back in. But she won. <laughs> Gre- yeah. Grease, you're the one that I want competition on NBC. And so that won her the role of Sandy at age 21 in, in Broadway's Grease. Um, she's been in Hallmark movies. Uh, she teaches master class, private coaching. She's got some solo albums out there. A new EP on the other side, which was released in October. Um, you'll find uh, great hits like uh, Thick Skin, Soft Heart, On the Other Side, Bitter, Anywhere, Great Divide. Uh, great stuff out there. Go to lauraosnes.com. You can find her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify. And if you're just joining us here in the second segment of this episode of Breaking the Norm and you didn't, you didn't catch the first one, stay here, listen to this one, but make sure when we post this, you go back and listen to that first one. Um, I, I talk to a lot of performers, actors, singers, people that uh, just uh, you, you might know them from some great things that they do. But uh, she has been a guest that really has dug into what's behind the scenes and, and the motivation and the hard work and the, I guess, the stick to that you have to have. In a, and I think we use the word grind. And, and she talked about how those years in New York how it was a grind, and you have to say yes to a lot till you build your reputation. And so we're going to kick this segment off with that word, reputation. Uh, many of you know that uh, times have changed. The political climate, the social climate, there's so many different things that w- were different three years ago, four years ago. Um, I remember growing up with... Uh, not playing video games and leaving your door unlocked and staying outside and and so many different things Mm -hmm. happen now and one of those is a cancel culture and unfortunately in in the entertainment business and in like things that that laura has been gifted at to do and singing and acting and all the things she does um, you have to build a reputation and it's amazing laura how many years in many areas of occupation and talent we have to build our reputation but even if it's not our fault, it only takes one thing to oftentimes 
even if it's unjust and unfair, to start to knock that reputation down a little bit. And that kind of happened to you that kind of surrounded some a situation with the COVID vaccine or lack thereof, correct? Yeah. Yes, that's exactly it. So tell us a little bit about, take us back, I believe in 21, there was a summer uh, benefit concert mandating COVID vaccine, and it had to do with performers that had to be vaccinated and things like that. And uh, there was a column yeah. that came out that just attacked your character extremely unfairly. Yeah, it was a pretty heartbreaking and, and yeah, disheartening Thing that happened summer of 2021, I had been so blessed to be working fairly consistently throughout the pandemic. Obviously, the whole industry shut down, but people got very creative with ways to continue to make art. And right. people started doing virtual concerts and, and teaching master classes, as you said, um, online. And I had made two Hallmark movies that uh, figured out ways to continue uh, filming in the midst of covid and I was testing and willing to quarantine and all this stuff to be able to continue to work. And there was a one-night concert I had agreed to do um, on Long Island that all of a sudden the the venue was mandating the COVID vaccine. And my husband and I hadn't at the time been vaccinated yet. This was summer of 2021, like sure. brand, brand new, kind of before mandates were really set in place, um, you know, nationwide. And I decided I was like, you know, I... I, I'm okay giving up this one-night concert. I'll, I'm okay to back out of this just to wait a little bit longer till we find out a little bit more. And the director had reached out to everybody privately. I emailed her back and was honest, and I said, I'm not currently vaccinated. guess I'll have to miss this one. Um, love you. Let me know if there's anything else I can do to help. And she was like, great, totally understand. We'll miss you. And then a week later, there was an article in the New York Post saying that I was fired for refusing to be vaccinated. And as you said, there were a lot of untruths in the article about how the events went down, saying that I was vague about my status, that my co-star had begged me to get vaccinated, that, um, you know, a, a slew of other things that I refused to test. Um, and I was never given the opportunity to test. And so it really slandered my yeah. character and the entire, it, what seemed like the entire industry very publicly kind of turned against me. And I, I would say, Cancel culture was in full force, and all, all a, diff, um, a lot of different outlets picked up this article and continued to mm-hmm. kind of it's promulgate this, this narrative about what had actually happened. And I actually wrote a response um, on my Instagram like five days later. I spent five days crying and figuring sure, out sure. what in the world, how I was going to try to put the pieces of my life back together. But I also was like, I'm not apologizing. I actually did not do anything wrong here. This is a so, choice that I feel so I had good. And I, I feel like privacy needs to be respected and everybody's medical boundaries need to be respected. Right. And I, you know, I have my reasons, but um, that just, it, it, it made things worse. But at least I thought if I'm going down, I'm going down with dignity. Amen, <laughs> and, sister. Uh, That's our... what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. And I, you know, lost a lot of friends and that reputation that I had built and that career I built for 15 years, um, you know, kind of completely shifted. And my husband and I had to move. We moved to Nashville because New York just didn't even feel safe for us anymore. Yeah, you know, you may disagree with this, but I've come to learn that I don't feel like we ever lose friends. We just discover the real ones that we have when the heat gets turned up. Wow. 
And so, I, again, well, I'm, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not knocking people that might have been your friends because I know it's painful when we lose people that we feel like we can trust and then we get the surprise of them turning on us once they discover there's some kind of disagreement or political belief or some kind of belief that's different. But, right. yeah, I've, I've had to flip the script on my thinking um, because, again, we're not going to make everybody happy. We're not going to please everybody. Right. But in your career, I mean, this could have been a situation where it could have taken the whole thing out. Right. Well, it, it felt like it did because, and I love what you just said, and I need to adopt that as well because it is it is easy to look back and be like there were there was tons of public hate, um, even from quote friends of mine. Right, right. Um, but there were people, there were also people that tried to remain friends but didn't know how to remain friends, and you know felt like publicly associating with me, you know, couldn't couldn't happen just because they were afraid of being canceled. So I get it. It was a weird time. And I love what you said about like action, about finding additional people mm-hmm. who, you know, really can show up even, even in the hardest and kind of most divisive moments. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it felt like well, all I had known was musical theater. My dream since I was five years old was, was musical theater and Broadway. So now I've been in this season of going, how do I still use my gifts? but in a completely different way that I had never considered before. Mm. And that's where songwriting and recording really came into play. We're like, yes, I still get to sing, but it's in, it's in a whole new way. <laughs> yeah. So listen, I want people that are listening to understand what our guest Laura Osnes just said. And if you missed it, go back after this is done and listen. Because sometimes life is going to throw you, and I, I, don't, I don't like the big cheesy curveball baseball thing, but... Sometimes life will throw something <laughs> unexpected at you. And sometimes in this case, this was a public unexpected to the point where you could feel like you lose everything. And Laura, you said, you know, you spent the five days crying and all that. And look, those are tough times. And we need to have people in our life that we can rely on. And sometimes in those situations, you may not know who it is you can rely on until those things happen. But here, ladies and gentlemen, is what I don't want you to miss. After that morning time, and and you do some damage control if it works or whatever, you have a choice. You can rest in the part where, oh, well, it was a good run, now it's over, and I'm just going to quit and do something else. Or you can hang in there. You can reinvent yourself. You can stay with what you're doing. But in the process, you can also maintain your character, maintain your integrity, not apologize for what's the truth, and get out there and get after it. Laura, that's what I got about this. And, and that's why you are vast becoming one of my favorite people. Um, because <laughs> you didn't cave in to this cancel culture. You didn't let somebody else do They tried to get your narrative. And yes, it was difficult at the time. And it was character assassination and untruth. And all these media people out there, not all of them, but most of them, they just want to write their story to sell their magazines or newspapers, whether it's online or real mm-hmm. And they don't care about the expense of who they hurt or other people. But you stuck in there, and you're still going, and you're still on top of your game. And I absolutely love that about you and people like you that don't quit and don't let other people write your life narrative. Thank you so much, and thank you for just appreciating that and acknowledging that. And it's been a journey for sure. but my my backbone is being built. My fortitude <laughs> yeah. is being built. Like char- charging on in the face of adversity, I'm realizing that it's like it's it's not just one event that's going to happen that you're going to have to overcome adversity. I think yeah. it's like life. It's a lifestyle 
oftentimes of facing adversity and and it's knowing who you are and not letting those voices matter hold so much weight in in your life and in your value yeah that's good that's good okay so about six months ago I had two different styles, two different artists, but I had I was going to ask, this is the first time of the many performers and singers that I've had on this show that I've interviewed, and the one time I was finally going to ask this question, I had Taylor Dane on the show, and I forgot to ask her this question. I just thought of it, so you get to be number one in 12 years. Wow. Yes. I'm I, so honored. <laughs> well, you don't know the question yet, so don't be honored yet. <laughs> okay, here's the question. Okay, so... You've you have been in so many theatrical performances and Broadway shows. You've been on TV. You've been in movies. Um, you performed around the world. Does someone like you, with a beautiful, amazing voice and all the words to all the songs, both yours and songs that you've sung, do you just sit around the house sometimes or walk the halls and just sing for the joy of singing? And if you do, I want to know what you sing. <laughs> <laughs> um, the answer is definitely yes. I often find myself, I'm, not, I'm unaware that I'm singing. There's really? just always a song in my head or that I'm humming or that's just constantly going on in my brain. Um, and I would say it varies. My husband will tell you that I'll often get stuck on like one song and I'll be singing it all day, kind of just the same part over and over because it's in my head. And he's like, hey, babe, can you can we maybe like move on to a different song? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't realize I've been singing the song for the last four hours, like the same part just off and on in, that's going on in my head. So I, I'm often unaware. And it really uh, oftentimes, I mean, I guess this last year it's been my own songs because that's what's just been in my brain as I've been listening and editing and recording and, you know, making mixed notes and final edits before things are released. And so a lot of it has been my music. Um, sometimes it'll be a song from a movie that we watched that then will get stuck in my head for a couple days, or it's, um, I don't know, a, a worship song from church that day or from, you know, it's like various things just get stuck in my head, but it's, it's not a, it's, it is a constant, but it often, but it changes. Yeah, absolutely. So I want you to please tell your husband two things from me. Number one, thank okay. him for sharing his bride today. I appreciate that time. It's not just you that said yes. It was him as well. And number two, just remind him that all of us are jealous that we don't get to hear what he gets to hear every day. So, you know, thank him and then say, hey, they're all jealous. So, you know, just let the girl run with what she wants to sing. How's that? Yes, I got you back. Exactly. So appreciate it when I just start singing around. The good thing is that he's a bit of a musician as well. He plays the drums, and we actually met doing a musical together in nice. Minnesota. Wow! Way back when. That's very cool. So, and so now I need to tell you, since he's talented in drums, that now I'm jealous of you that you get to hear all that banging on the drums all the time. So you know. I know. Give and take. Exactly. It's pretty awesome. We, he does have a drum set that we never could have up in our apartment in New York for so long because it was literally like 600 square feet. Yes. And now we have a house in Tennessee and we have his drum set set up in our studio room. And we shipped my mom's grand piano yes. from Minnesota and we have the piano as well. So we have a whole like music room in our house here in Tennessee. And um, it's been such a gift. That's so good. And I was going to ask you the next segment, but I want to ask you now since you mentioned it. Um, and I was doing the research. I saw that, that you had your late mom's uh, piano shipped. I'm sorry you lost her. Um, I know that was tough, I'm sure. But a lot of memories there, huh, when you play it and see it? Oh, absolutely. 
that, I mean, I just think of her every time, every time I see it and play it. And I grew up, you know, she used to play and I would sing around the piano and we have so many, you know, Christmas carol nights there and, you know, the cast coming over and singing show tunes around the piano, like so many memories. And so it's really, really special to have, have the space for it now in Tennessee and to be able to have her piano and a piece of such a big piece of her with me. That's so wonderful. Thanks for sharing that with us and letting us take a little peek into that and, very, very cool. Okay, we're going to come back here in a minute with our final segment, and I've got one more of the deep questions. And, Laura, the thing is is that the people that listen to the show regularly, they all know, because we're recording this and we're going to play this a little bit later, they can't call you or go on social media and warn you of what's coming because only you and I are the ones listening right now, and so you don't get to know uh-huh. what I'm going to ask, and I'm really excited about that, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> and I love the way you answer questions, so this is going to be really fun. So you just put that seatbelt on and hang in there, okay? You got it. All right. So uh, we'll be right back, obviously, with my guest, Laura Osnes, the Broadway star, singer, songwriter, TV and film actress, performer, masterclass teacher, coach, has solo albums or new EPs out on the other side. Laura Osnes, O-S-N-E-S dot com is out there. And if maybe there's some, I don't know, hopefully maybe there's some uh, video out there on social media of her husband, Nathan Johnson, crushing the drums, man. And Go go find it. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify. You can find Laura out there. I'm sure her husband's out there as well, but she is just a fantastic guest and gracious with her time. Stay right there for more. Breaking the Norm. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Breaking the Norm. Glad you're with us. Very special guest today. Laura Osnes is with us. Go to LauraOsnes, O-S-N-E-S dot com. If you love singing, acting, performing, songwriting, uh, she is a theatrical star. Uh, way back when she was 21 years old, she won the role of Sandy on Broadway's Grease from NBC's Grease. You're the one that I want competition. Many incredible Broadway roles, two Tony nominations. You've seen her in Hallmark movies on TV and Dynasty Elementary. This woman is an incredible talent. A new EP out called On the Other Side was released in October. She's working on some new stuff coming out, writing, doing her own thing. I love it. I love it. I love it. So much cool information that if you missed it, you need to go back to the first and second segments. She is a one of my funnest interviews. We're not even done with the show yet, and this is going to be one of my all-time favorites. What an incredible, joyful, great personality, incredible voice, acting talent. And just, Laura, you're just real. I, I love the integrity and the character and, and just the mm-hmm. transparency in how you answer questions and share your time with us. So thank you so much for being here. Yes, my goodness. Thank you. Well, you've made it very easy, and same goes to you, my friend. I'm very inspired. (laughs) Thank you so much, so much. So we talked about the inspirational question, okay? And I know that as we get older, I try to avoid looking in mirrors, okay? So when I ask you this question, it's not what you see with your eyes. But, you know, you talked about your career, started, you know, wanted to do this since you were five. You talked about the time with your mom, your late mom, and you had the, the piano shipped to your home and the memories of, of you guys singing Christmas Carol Nights and the cast and crew coming over and singing show tunes. And then in, in 2021, the cancel culture and how uh, one article and then other, other things that other places that picked it up and attacked your character and told untruths and all that and how you battled back from all that and um, with you and your husband in New York and then now moving to Nashville and all these things that have happened. When Laura Osnes looks in the mirror, not the physical, but when Laura Osnes looks in the mirror and then looking kind of back at your life to this point, tell me what you see. Wow. 
Oh, um, I see. I mean, the first words that came to my mind was a work in progress. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm, I'm so grateful that my dream came true, like my Broadway dream came true. I got to do that. And even though it ended in a very kind of painful way, I feel like I'm in a season now of not putting my identity in that anymore. I feel like for better or for worse, a lot of my identity was in that. And I had to kind of learn the hard way. I'm learning in this moment, in this year, hopefully 2023 continues to bring that to fruition. Like who I am um, is not what I do, right? Right. And so um, that's that's where I feel like I'm, I'm learning. I'm in a season of growing and expanding and capturing a vision for my life that is beyond just um, that that Broadway world, which was so encompassing for so long. And I'm so grateful for that time. But um, I'm realizing, too, that there is life beyond it and life beyond cancel culture. Um, and I'm excited to see what this year brings. That's good. Um, one of the things I try not to do, and I, I do a lot of coaching one-on-one in, in executive business environments and leadership, things like that. But if people want, right. if people want to have a New Year's resolution, that's fine. I'm not big on New Year's resolutions because I feel like when people make one and then they may fail at it or one little hiccup, they want to give up on it too fast. So I'd rather have a word for the year because it's a constant growth. It's a goal. It's renewal. You can fail. Yeah, you can fail, but you can move on. It's all part of what we do. We learn just as much, if not more, from failures than we do successes. So um, if you had one, I didn't give you much time to think about it. If you had one, what would it be? And I, I preface this by saying mine is joy. And I always want to be joyful, but I mean joy in the sense of learning to say no and grabbing a hold of time with my family, time for myself, time to refresh so I can be my best for those that I love and care about. So um, for you, what might be a word for 2023 for you? That is beautiful. I have to say, I did spend some time just kind of uh, seeking and and praying what my word for the year would be. And the word that I got, and I was shocked to get it, was celebrate. Oh, I love it. And I have to say, like, last year was not a very celebratory year. I mean, yes, there were milestones and moments, and I released music, and that was great, but it was hard, and it was dark. And the word that I got for last year was, like, new thing. Like, God just saying, like, I'm doing a new thing in you. And so that's what last year felt like. And this year, the word I got was celebrate. And I'm like, it would be really nice to have some things to celebrate this year, because um, there's been, you know, a lot of loss in the midst of of new things being birthed. And so um, that's that's my word for 2023, and I'm expectant for it. what we'll get to celebrate. I love it. I love it. All right, folks, LauraOsnes.com, O-S-N-E-S.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify. She's out there. Listen to her, follow her, and support the amazing stuff that she does. Laura, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I know I said stay right there. I'll give you the proper goodbye. But thank you so much for being with us today. And thanks for who you are and the character and integrity of what you do. Thank you so much for acknowledging it, appreciating it, and for having me. And um, right back at you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. LesNorman.com is the website on Twitter, at LNorman22. Send me an email. Let me know. Les at LesNorman.com. On behalf of Laura Osnes, I'm Les Norman. Thanks for listening to us today on Breaking the Norm.